0: No purchase necessary. were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Shoes.
2: Recorded live. You're listening to the Jam Radio Network.
3: This is The Man in the Mirror with best-selling author Patrick Morley. Men, repentance works best as a lifestyle. For example... I have hoped and prayed for my new book, Man Alive, to be successful. I know I want success for the right reason, to help men understand and meet their primal needs. But every few days, my sinful nature will pop an idea into my head, like enhancing my reputation or making big bucks. Both of these motives can be good, but not when we want them because of worldly ambition. So, what does a lifestyle of repentance look like? Whenever I become aware that my motives have gone rogue, even for something good, I stop, change my mind, and ask God to renew me. Why not give it a try? Get a free article by Patrick Morley about lifestyle repentance, along with other resources for spiritual growth, including the free app from GoTandem that helps you stay in the Word of God each day. Go to MIMRadio.org. Great party,
4: huh, guys? Yeah, oh, it's yeah, great. I do say so myself. Um, hey, did you know that birthday parties actually help build confidence in kids?
5: Um, yeah, I did know that. Did
4: you know that giving kids less sugar before bedtime helps them sleep better?
5: Right, of course.
4: Yeah, I knew that. Um, did you know that strollers have the right of way on sidewalks? <laughs> oh, yeah, I knew that.
3: Yeah, yeah, that's true. Did you know that friendly kids statistically have more friends? <laughs>
4: Everyone knows that. Oh, yeah?
3: yeah
4: pretty obvious. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Did you know that most people think they're using the right car seat for their kid, but they're not?
5: I didn't know that. (laughs) think I knew
4: that. No, I didn't. Parents who really know it all know for sure that their child is in the right car seat at the right age and size. Visit safercar.gov slash the right seat to make sure your child is protected. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council.
0: Have you ever wondered why you do the good things you do? Hi, this is Jonathan Falwell. And you know, serving God is a wonderful thing, and it should be an outpouring of our love for him and for his children. But it's awfully easy sometimes to get absorbed in our own emotional needs and forget our true purpose in getting involved in helping, in volunteering. When you serve God and are doing great things for God, I hope and pray that you aren't doing them because you want to be somebody or that you want to fit in. But rather, you are doing them because you want to be closer to God, that you are closer to the power of God in your life. And it's a natural outflow of that closeness that makes you want to serve Him. You see, God is not so much interested in our service as He is interested in our hearts. We've got to refocus the heart. We have to make sure that our heart is in the right place when it comes to serving God. He's saying to regulate your life. Figure out what that means for you so that you can walk in the Spirit you need to understand what it means to walk in the power of God so that you can have all that God intends for you. The things that we do for God and our outward activities will never allow us to fulfill our mission unless our heart is truly fixed on Him. As Christians, we are called to be many things, but the most important thing is to be called a child of God. One-on-one with Pastor Jonathan.
1: This is Ann Graham Lotz with Daily Light for Daily Living. As the runners flew around the track in the Summer Olympics of 1992, one pulled up on the back stretch and limped to a stop. He pulled a hamstring. As the crowd stood, a man ran out of the stands to the young athlete. The microphones picked up the runner's words. Dad, you've got to help me across the finish line. I've trained all my life for this race. The father put his arm around his son and together, they limped across the finish line to a standing ovation. In John 14, 16, Jesus promises, I will ask the Father, and he will give you another counselor to be with you forever. Think about it. In this race of life, when you think you can't go one more step, you can. The Holy Spirit will wrap his everlasting arms around you. He will walk with you to the finish. This is Ann Graham-Lott.
5: This is Morning Inspirations with Minister
6: Kenneth Jenkins.
7: Day. Oh, day. when Jesus walked. Oh, when He walked. When Jesus walked, He wiped the sins away. Oh, so, happy day. Oh, happy day. Oh, happy day. Oh, D. <laughs>
8: Thank you.
5: You're up against the struggle That shatters all Morning Inspirations, on Jam Radio
6: 2.1. And good morning. It's the early morning gospel program, Morning Inspirations. Time now for our morning prayer. Did you have father morning for one more day. Thank you, Lord, for looking so well this morning, starting so on our way. Thank you, Lord, for your angels kept around about us, feeling it hurt, harm, and danger. about those teachers, staff members there, Lord. Little about elderly, those in the hospice care, those, Lord, who don't know which way to go, especially those who have dementia and autism.
2: Thank you, Lord. Bless this day, Lord. We thank you.
6: Bless those, Lord, sound my voice, you need a touch from him, you touch him now, Lord, in the name of Jesus, thank you, Lord, for all your blessings, That's our family, our friend, our Christian, in the name of the pastor and his family, bless us talk to you Jim, your family, please touch the message, Lord, you touch your body, Lord. Thank you, Father. Keep Jesus in We'll be back at the top of the hour for more gospel expression and music. Coming up next at Luther now.
9: Christ to the nations. Faith is more than believing God exists. Pastor Gregory Seltz says faith is trusting God even though your struggles continue. Faith in Christ, trusting in Christ, that's why believers are blessed. There is still a lot we don't see, that's true. There's still a lot to hope for. But because Jesus came to this world, the Son of God in the flesh, because Jesus conquered all temptation and fear, because he overcame death, you have real, lasting hope in him right now. By faith, you are blessed, even when life is a cliffhanger. Stay with us for Pastor Seltz's message titled, Blessed Are Believers. Hello, I'm Mark Eisher. Later, we'll meet a man who received new life in Christ, but his family said, You're dead to us. And Pastor Seltz explains the difference between faith and blind belief. Now with a message based on the gospel reading for the second Sunday of Easter from John chapter 21. Here's our speaker, Dr. Gregory Seltz. Thomas said to Jesus, my Lord and my God. Then Jesus told him, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah! You know, one of the most famous movie scenes in Disney movie-making history comes from its animated classic, Aladdin. You may remember a very special scene near the beginning of the film. Aladdin and Princess Jasmine just escaped from an angry marketplace vendor. They settled into his humble and makeshift home. Now, remember, Jasmine had run away from her palace life, and now here she was free and thrilled to meet such an adventurous and handsome boy like Aladdin. They sat together discussing hopes and dreams and struggles, But just as they began to see how much they had in common, the sultan's guards broke into their fairy tale discussion with a determined pursuit. Suddenly, Aladdin and Jasmine were on the run again. Suddenly, life was in an uproar. The chase grew intense. Through a maze of marketplace tents and hiding places, they tried to elude the guards. They ran through the streets, up the stairs, and suddenly the two found themselves perched at the edge of a tall tower with the sword-wielding guards closing in. You might say it was a literal cliffhanger. Cliffhangers. If you haven't seen this movie, you might be feeling the emotion of these two characters in your own life today. You might be at a cliffhanger moment even as we speak. Just like the two animated heroes, you may be in the middle of worry and disillusionment. You may be on the receiving end of an unwelcome, surprising struggle. You may be lamenting your past and wondering why life is so difficult. You may feel Trapped. Does that sound familiar? Do you feel like things aren't the way they're supposed to be? Does it seem like you're on the run every day? Are there hopes and dreams you feel are lost for good? Is life not measuring up to what you thought it would be? Well, I want to tell you at the outset, I want to let you know right away you have hope, real lasting hope, even now. You have hope in Jesus who rose from the dead, who overcame the most daunting and destructive obstacle in life, death. You have hope today because Jesus marched through the worst life could throw your way and promised that you too walk in eternal new life because of his death and life for you. So you do have hope because Jesus comes to you today through his living word, not just to remind you about some nice truths or helpful principles for life, but to embrace you with his grace and to live in you with new life. Well, in our text, Jesus' disciples were in the same situation as Aladdin, Jasmine, and maybe you. They found themselves in an unexpected cliffhanger moment. After following Jesus for three years, seeing his miracles, hearing his wisdom, and being certain that he was God's son sent to rescue and save, now they found themselves hiding in a room with locked doors, wondering what they would do now that Jesus had breathed his last breath and died on a cross. They were crushed They were worried, in hiding, and questioning if life would ever be the same. As you can see, as sinful human beings, we're all in the same boat. We all encounter emptiness from time to time. We all need help all the time. What's getting you to that point today, though? Is it heartbreak? Is it grief? Is it guilt? Is it dashed dreams? Or is it worry? You know, I know a woman who had those struggles, Today, she's a great-grandmother with wonderful great-grandchildren. When you speak to her, she's so very content and serene. you think that her life was nothing but smooth sailing every year. But, oh, did she face some cliffhangers in her life. She married her sweetheart, and two years into their marriage, she had a beautiful baby girl. But 13 months later, when their baby was just over a year old, the woman's husband died during what today would be a routine operation. It was absolutely heartbreaking, a tragedy. She was at the edge of life and yet so young. She faced the cliffhanger of raising a child alone, of providing for herself and her daughter, of making her way through a world that presented challenge after challenge. Even now, as she thinks back, there were times she thought she would never make it. But what brought her through? That's easy, she says. The only source of strength and peace was trust in Jesus as my Savior through it all. She believed in him even when she couldn't see blessing, and he carried her through. Faith in Christ, trusting in Christ, that's why believers are blessed. If you believe in Jesus, you can say with the writer of the book of Hebrews in chapter 11, now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. There is still a lot we don't see, that's true. There's still a lot to hope for. But because Jesus came to this world, the Son of God in the flesh, because Jesus conquered all temptation and fear, because he overcame death, you have real, lasting hope in him right now. You may not see the answer to your challenge at the moment, but you can be assured and convinced of God's continued help and strength. In fact, you may never see struggles completely come to an end this side of heaven. But the Spirit of God will carry you through, and you will receive the blessing of relief and restoration, if not now, in eternity. In the final two verses of Hebrews 11, the Bible states that many who have gone before us didn't receive what was promised in this life, but by faith they were blessed eternally. By faith in Jesus Christ, you are blessed, even as your struggles go on. By faith in Jesus Christ, you are blessed, even though your life is not yet complete, By faith you are blessed, even when life is a cliffhanger. So what happened in that Aladdin movie? I I left you hanging, didn't I? Well, struggles, pursuit, adversaries. What did Aladdin say to Princess Jasmine? Do you remember? He stretched out his hand as they stood on the edge of that tall tower, and he asked her to put her hand in his. He looked in her eyes, and he said, Do you trust me? Just as they were about to jump, he said, do you trust me would you have jumped with him well i gotta be honest i would have had a hard time jumping with him first i'd like to know who it is who's asking me to jump then when it comes to that kind of jumping i'm an organizer i need some facts here i'm a planner i like to strategize even though i like to think i'm flexible enough to wing it and go with the flow i usually like to have things mapped out and scheduled as much as possible if i'm standing on the edge of that tower I would want to hear Aladdin explain his plan and strategy to me before we leaped off that building. I'd like to know what it's all about before I'm all in. How about you? Well, I think that's what the disciple Thomas was like. You know him. He's called Doubting Thomas. Honestly, maybe he's really Strategic Thomas or Sensible Thomas, maybe to a fault. The rest of the disciples told him that Jesus appeared to them. The doors were locked. The Savior had died, but somehow He appeared again in the flesh, real and alive. And Thomas still didn't buy it. He said, unless I see in his hands the marks of the nails and place my fingers in the marks of those nails and my hand into his side, I will never believe. Are you like that? When you encounter adversity, do you say, I will never believe. I will never believe that my heart can be happy again. I will never believe that I'll find love again. I'll never believe that I'll have a job I like. I'll never believe that my kids will have faith. I will never believe that my days will be peaceful. I will never believe that there is hope for this world. I will never believe. You know how God responds? He doesn't say, page through it back to front. Take a look at the whole story first. No, God looks you in the eye, reaches out his hand and says, Do you trust me? Do you trust me now? big question you and I face every day, and the big question these disciples faced was, do you think that God knows what he's doing? Do you believe God can handle your life? Do you have faith that God can handle this broken, chaotic, and sinful world? Do you trust that God can take care of you, your own struggles, failures, and sins? Or are you the only one who can do that? Thomas thought he was on his own. You may feel this way sometimes, too. But Jesus rose from the dead and showed up. He's alive. He breathed on his disciples and gave them his Holy Spirit. He gave them the gift of forgiveness of sins. And then he even came back to show Thomas that he really was alive and really did care for him, too. See, Jesus didn't come to gloat. He came to impart grace. He came then. He comes now. And he says, take a good look at me, who I am, what I've done, and what I offer, and believe. To Thomas, he clearly said, put your finger here, see my hands. Put your hand and place it here in my sight. Do not disbelieve, Thomas, but believe. Jesus showed up in the midst of Thomas's doubt, and he led him to believe. Well, that's what Jesus does for you and me, too. Take a good look at him. Right now, he's here through his word to give you that same gift of faith in him. Look at what he did for you. He took your struggles and sins to the cross and gave his life to save you from their crushing power. He broke the power of death and rose from the grave. He comes to you through his living word. He enters your life by giving you his spirit in baptism. He shows up in your high points and your low points in the bread and wine of the Lord's Supper. He doesn't come to gloat. Jesus comes to impart his grace in your life. He comes to forgive you and give you the gift of everlasting life. That's why Jesus said, blessed are those who have not seen and yet believed. You're blessed when you believe in Jesus, period. You're blessed when you trust in him. Can you trust him with your life? Can Jesus the Savior handle what you've got going on today? Why don't you give him a chance? Faith says, dear Jesus, I will trust you. I will trust you with my greatest challenges and fears. I will trust you because you are trustworthy And you love me. I quoted Hebrews 11 verse 1 earlier in the message. Faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. The word for being sure is used earlier in the book of Hebrews for being confident in the person and work of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. This is how verse 1 might sound with that focus. Faith is confidence in Christ for what we hope for, his blessing in all areas of our life that we do not now see. Yes, you are blessed when you believe in Jesus Christ. But that doesn't mean that life is problem-free, smooth sailing, no bumps in the road. Do you ever hear about the time Jesus was preaching God's word to people in a crowded house and a group of friends were so determined to get their buddy to see Jesus that they climbed onto the roof, tore through it, and lowered their friend by ropes on his bed? It's found in the Gospel of Mark, chapter 2 man lowered by ropes was paralyzed his friends knew jesus could help when jesus saw what was happening you remember what he told the paralyzed man jesus started with what was most important first he said son your sins are forgiven you see jesus was defining true blessing here just as he did with the disciples in john 20 true blessing is life in him that lasts forgiveness salvation resurrection not just the solutions for the moment You and I might like to hear Jesus say, I'm going to make your life more comfortable, or why don't I give you some extra money and a relaxing vacation? Well, those things are nice. They don't last. Those are good, but they're not the best. Jesus blesses us with the best. He forgives your sins and gives you the gift of eternal life and frees you from burdens that weigh you down now. He loses. The chains of the past hurts and personal failures. He pays the price for the damage you've done and for the pain that has been inflicted on you. He carried all of that so that you can be free and have new life now and forever. But He gave even more. Instead of letting this life be all there is, instead of being paralyzed by fear and uncertainty of death, Jesus gives you the gift of eternal life with Him. You know, He said to Martha, one of His followers at a funeral of her brother, He said, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. And everyone who lives now and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this, he said. You can hear him saying to her, to you, to me, do you trust me? That's what this text is all about. You know, that's really what the Bible is all about At the cliffhanger moments of life, especially at the moment when life this side of heaven gives way, Jesus wants you to trust him. He's pleading with you through this message today. If you don't believe me, just read the final verse of John 20. It says, these things are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. Another way of saying that is we can trust him when all we know is that we are in his arms by faith. I love the story I heard about a boy named Anthony from Killeen, Texas. During one of his 8th grade classes, the girl sitting in the desk next to him complained that she wasn't able to breathe. The teacher quickly emailed the school nurse the established protocol for handling a health issue, but suddenly the girl fell from her desk onto the floor. She was having an acute asthma attack and was gasping for breath. Anthony became panicked. He thought she was going to die. Precious seconds ticked away. Anthony didn't think they could wait, so he sprang into action, carrying the struggling girl. He made his way out of the building to the portable unit where the school nurse had her office. He brought her directly to the help she so desperately needed. Ironically, Anthony got in trouble for leaving the classroom and not following protocol. But the girl was saved thanks to him. What a guy. It didn't matter if he got into trouble as long as she would be okay. Well, that's a bit like what Jesus is for you and me. Dear friend, in your desperation, Jesus scoops you up in his arms and gives you life no matter the cost to him. He paid the price for it, his own life on a cross, but he did the right thing for you so that you could be blessed with forgiveness and life. Will you trust him? Will you believe in him? It makes all the difference in your life, believe me. As you face cliffhangers, as they take their toll, hear the call of your Savior to trust in him. See the fact that the one crucified for you lives, and by faith you will live in him forever. Believers are blessed because they have a Savior who is relentless with his love and grace for those who put their faith in him. Let that be true for you today. I know you'll be glad that you did. God bless you. Amen. You're listening to the Lutheran Hour, and this is Action in Ministry. And, Pastor, today you talked about cliffhangers. Right. Well, today we're going to be speaking with someone who's very familiar with the idea of a cliffhanger. Right, that's right, Mark. And we'll learn why the thought, dead is dead unsettled his mind and sent him on a journey that completely changed his life. Eddie Belfour was born into an Orthodox Jewish family in New Orleans in 1946, and his story of discrimination, of searching for answers, and finding them in Christ is all part of a video resource titled, The Journey from Unbelief to Faith. Eddie, thanks for joining us. It's My pleasure. Thank, thank you for having me. me. Okay, dead is dead. Um, why did you... Why did those words have such an impact on you?
5: Dead is dead is a
9: phrase that's familiar to
5: Orthodox Jews. When my uncle died, when I was 17 years old, he was my hero. And I went to my rabbi, and the first thing, I said, where is my uncle? What has happened to him? And he said, well, you know, dead is dead. And I said, I'll never see my uncle ever again. And he said, well, you know, maybe on the last day when the graves are open,
9: to and that's our action in ministry segment today to bless to empower and to strengthen your life in christ for others and the name of this resource is the journey from unbelief to faith to view or download this material for free go to lutheranhour.org and look for the link that says action in ministry for more information call 1-855-john-316 that's 1-855-564-6316 Our email address is info at LHM.org. Next week, Pastor Seltz invites us to breakfast with Jesus. Each week, the Lutheran Hour shares the message of God's forgiving love for us in Jesus Christ. Your prayers and gifts help the Lutheran Hour share that good news directly through education and media and indirectly by supporting congregations and church bodies in their outreach efforts. To learn more about the worldwide outreach of Lutheran Hour Ministries, call 1-855-564-6316. Together, we are bringing Christ to the nations and the nations to the church. Now Pastor South leads us in praying the Lord's Prayer. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, And forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. Amen. (music) Gregory Seltz responds to questions from listeners. I'm Mark Isher, and today a listener asks, Pastor, the Bible calls us to believe in Jesus Christ in order Mm -hmm. to be saved, but our listeners question, well, what does that mean to believe in him, and is faith the same thing as blind belief? Yeah, I've heard that phrase, blind belief, before. I'm I'm sure you have too, right, Right, Mark? Right, right. In fact, people have said that being a Christian means that you blindly believe in the supernatural existence of God, and it defies all Uh, knowledge and proof yeah and i've heard the same thing i even think that some christians believe their faith is just blind faith i want our listener to know that faith in god in his son and the trust of his word are much much more than blind belief in fact faith in jesus means your eyes are really wide open here we think of the opening verses from hebrews chapter 11 it's sometimes called the faith chapter of the bible it says now faith is the assurance of things hoped for and the conviction of things not seen So those are not blind faith words. The word for assurance means foundation and confidence. The word for conviction means certainty. So faith is God's gift to us, the certainty of his action in our lives and our world. And we're convinced of what God has accomplished and of the promises yet to be fulfilled because of his great deeds. That's good that you have that focus on Christ's actions. He appealed to the unbelieving crowd. He said, if you don't believe me, believe the miracles that I do, that you might know and understand that the Father is in me and I in the Father. And yeah, that's right. And so we can be clear, when people trust in Jesus Christ as Savior, they're not taking a flimsy chance on an unseen and potential fairy tale. They're trusting in facts that have been well-documented in history. People saw the miracles of Jesus. They witnessed his suffering and death. They saw the sealed tomb. Then they witnessed the empty tomb. In fact, we're told that 500 people at one time saw the risen Savior, right? And these facts are written down. So we have the documented eyewitnesses accounts from less than 100 years after these actual events. And the facts of Jesus' life, death and resurrection and ascension, they were never hidden. So trusting in Jesus' existence and deeds is not blind faith. So what does it mean, then, to have faith in Jesus as Savior? Well, it's important to note, too, that it's more than just understanding historical facts. Uh, Many non-Christians acknowledge the very real existence of Jesus. They admit that his words and claims are real. The faith part means acknowledging him as Lord of your life and entrusting him with your life. And that's the appeal that we find in Acts chapter 16. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. Absolutely. And faith is not blind. But it is, let's say it this way, bold. And we can only say Jesus is Lord by the gracious work of the Holy Spirit. So we'll surrender our lives to Jesus Christ after he takes our life into his gracious hands. And the Bible is clear that he is the one who changes hearts and brings us to repentance. Yeah, exactly. In fact, he turns us to himself. So this faith boldness really is about God's boldness to us first. He reaches into our lives through his word, through his gift of baptism, through Jesus' presence in the Lord's Supper, and he creates and sustains faith in our hearts in the words and deeds that he's accomplished. We trust in him for everything, for forgiveness, life, even life forever. So how can our listeners believe in Jesus and walk in that kind of bold faith? Well, I think two statements will help. The first is from Jesus. He says to Martha, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die and he says martha do you believe this that's a question we all must answer we do and martha's response can help each listener with theirs you know she said to him lord i believe you're the christ the son of god who's come into the world but then i also think of the apostle peter's exhortation to the crowd in acts he says repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of jesus for the forgiveness of your sins and then he promises you'll receive the gift of the spirit and that this promise is for you and for your children and for all whom the Lord our God calls to himself. So, you know, trust that Jesus paid for your sins, rose for you, be baptized in his name, and then get to living life by the power of his spirit. To believe, to trust, to turn to him, that's faith with eyes wide open. Absolutely. This has been a presentation of Lutheran Hour Ministries.
7: to you
8: What's oh, so proud
5: Jam Radio 2.1.
2: This is Morning Inspirations with Minister Kenneth Jenkins.
4: For Nikki Baker's life, it would start pretty normal, like this. But, but then, then right, right around here, her life would take a bad turn with her mother abusing her. <laughs> and about this far end, Nikki would drop out of high
9: school and run
4: away. Here, yeah, she'd be forced to work two jobs struggling to support herself. And her daughter. She'd feel stuck. 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 But stuck. then, she'd decide to earn her GED diploma. Oh she'd God. take my prep classes. Study every night. And feel... Unstuck. Because she finally hears someone say,
9: Nikki Baker, come up and get your GED diploma.
4: If this radio spot were Nikki Baker's life, the ending wouldn't be the ending at all. It would be the beginning of a brighter future. For free info about GED test prep classes, call 1 877 38 ged or visit YourGED.org. GED is a registered trademark of the American Council on Education, brought to you by Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council.
10: You're walking alone on the street. A group of people is hanging out just ahead of you. Hey, where are you going? Come here. As you approach them, they immediately surround oh, hold you, up. Let me talk to you first, taunting you. One of them attacks you. Before you know it, you're being robbed. You're a victim of a pack robbery, a robbery involving a group of assailants. In times like these, pack robberies are becoming more of a threat to our communities. These groups steal and are often more violent. Protect yourself from becoming the victim of a pack robbery. Avoid groups that are loitering or hanging out. Plan a safe, well-traveled route. Avoid desolate or poorly lighted areas. Be aware of your surroundings and the people around you. Don't be afraid to cross the street or avoid an oncoming group. Trust your instincts if you feel unsafe. To learn more about protecting yourself from pack robberies, visit ncpc.org or contact your local law enforcement agency.
4: A message from the U.S. Department of Justice, National Crime Prevention Council, and the Ad Council.
5: You are listening to Morning Inspirations on JAM Radio
2: 2.1.
11: on Sunday mornings at
3: check it out christianlaw.org is a virtual tool shed of legal tools legal advice for pastors and ministries answers to difficult questions links to helpful pdf files and much more then there's our legal alert newsletter and a link that lets you contact a cla attorney so check it all out at christianlaw.org again that's christianlaw.org
1: This is Ann Graham Lotz with Daily Light for Daily Living. As the runners flew around the track in the Summer Olympics of 1992, one pulled up on the backstretch and limped to a stop. He pulled a hamstring. As the crowd stood, a man ran out of the stands to the young athlete. The microphones picked up the runner's words, Dad, you've got to help me across the finish line. I've trained all my life for this race. The father put his arm around his son and together, they limped across the finish line to a standing ovation. In John 14:16, Jesus promises, I will ask the Father, and he will give you another counselor to be with you forever. Think about it. In this race of life, when you think you can't go one more step, you can. The Holy Spirit will wrap his everlasting arms around you. He will walk with you to the finish. This is Ann Graham Lott.
2: this is
5: morning inspirations with minister kenneth jenkins
7: all, oh, my strength is gone In you I can be strong
12: That put you on that cross and I'm sorry I don't want to live in rebellion to you anymore I ask you to forgive me and tonight I open my heart and I invite you into my life to be my Savior and my Lord I believe Jesus you are the Son of God I believe I am saved. I am saved. I am saved. Hallelujah. Say. 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 Say.
11: Oh, well, let me ask you, friends, in closing tonight have you done this? Have you obeyed the gospel? Have you obeyed the gospel? Have you come to that obedience of faith? Have you come to that place of true repentance and true faith? Have you turned around? Have you forsaken your sin? Have you turned around? Have you forsaken your sin? Are you trusting alone tonight in Jesus Christ for your salvation? For there is no other way. There is no other message. For there is no other way. There is no other message. Oh, come to him. Come to the Saviour tonight. Come to him just as you are. Come to him in your sin. Come to him in all your needs. Cast yourself upon his mercy and upon his infinite grace. Cast yourself upon his mercy and upon his infinite grace. Cast yourself wholly to him. And you too will enter into that joy of sins forgiven, peace with God. And eternal, abundant life through Jesus Christ our Lord. For how will you escape if you neglect so great salvation? For how will you escape if you neglect so great salvation?
4: Ah. And I say thanks for the things you have done for me. Things so and that
2: you gave your very
8: Gloria a Dios.
7: Radio with Minister Kenneth Jenkins.
3: This is the Man in the Mirror with best-selling author Patrick Morley. Men, repentance works best as a lifestyle. For example, I've hoped and prayed for my new book, Man Alive, to be successful. I know I want success for the right reason, to help men understand and meet their primal needs. But every few days, my sinful nature will pop an idea into my head, like enhancing my reputation or making big bucks. Both of these motives can be good, but not when we want them because of worldly ambition. So, what does a lifestyle of repentance look like? Whenever I become aware that my motives have gone rogue, even for something good, I stop, change my mind, and ask God to renew me. Why not give it a try? Get a free article by Patrick Morley about lifestyle repentance along with other resources for spiritual growth, including the free app from GoTandem that helps you stay in the Word of God each day. Go to mimradio.org. Great party,
4: huh, guys? Yeah, oh, it yeah, is. is. great. That was fun. Uh-huh. <laughs> I do say so myself. Um, hey, did you know that birthday parties actually help build confidence in kids?
5: Um, yeah, I did know that.
4: Did you know that giving kids less sugar before bedtime helps them sleep better?
5: Right, of course.
4: Yeah, I knew that. Um, did you know that strollers have the right of way on sidewalks? Oh, yeah, I knew that.
3: Yeah, yeah, that's true. Did you know that friendly kids statistically have more friends?
4: <laughs> Everyone knows that. Oh,
3: yeah? yeah
4: pretty obvious. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Obvious. Hey, guys, did you know that most people think they're using the right car seat for their kid, but they're not?
5: I didn't know that.
4: <laughs> I think I knew mean that. No, we didn't. Parents who really know it all know for sure that their child is in the right car seat at the right age and size. Visit safercar.gov slash the right seat to make sure your child is protected. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council.
0: Have you ever wondered why you do the good things you do? Hi, this is Jonathan Falwell. And you know, serving God is a wonderful thing, and it should be an outpouring of our love for him and for his children. But it's awfully easy sometimes to get absorbed in our own emotional needs and forget our true purpose in getting involved in helping, in volunteering. When you serve God and are doing great things for God, I hope and pray that you aren't doing them because you want to be somebody or that you want to fit in, but rather you are doing them because you want to be closer to God that you are closer to the power of God in your life, and it's a natural outflow of that closeness that makes you want to serve him. You see, God is not so much interested in our service as he is interested in our hearts. We've got to refocus the heart. We have to make sure that our heart is in the right place when it comes to serving God. He's saying to regulate your life. Figure out what that means for you so that you can walk in the Spirit. You need to understand what it means to walk in the power of God so that you can have all that God intends for you. The things that we do for God and our outward activities will never allow us to fulfill our mission unless our heart is truly fixed on him. As Christians, we are called to be many things, but the most important thing is to be called a child of God. One-on-one with Pastor Jonathan. To receive his daily audio devotional free by email each day, visit farwell.com.
1: This is Ann Graham Lotz with Daily Light for Daily Living. As the runners flew around the track in the Summer Olympics of 1992, one pulled up on the backstretch and limped to a stop. He pulled a hamstring. As the crowd stood, a man ran out of the stands to the young athlete. The microphones picked up the runner's words. Dad, you've got to help me across the finish line. I've trained all my life for this race. The father put his arm around his son and together... They limped across the finish line to a standing ovation. In John 14:16, Jesus promises, I will ask the Father, and he will give you another counselor to be with you forever. Think about it. In this race of life, when you think you can't go one more step, you can. The Holy Spirit will wrap his everlasting arms around you. He will walk with you to the finish. This is Ann Graham Loss.
2: This is Morning Inspirations with Minister
6: Kenneth Jenkins.
7: A happy day. Oh, happy day. When Jesus was. Oh, when he wore, he wore. When Jesus was. he was. the sins away. So oh, happy day. Oh, happy day. Oh, happy day. Oh, happy day. Oh, the day